0: Hey everybody, we're back with episode four of The Arrow Panel. Welcome, thank you for joining us. We're here live at Zion Arcade in San Francisco, and I'm your host, uh, James, aka Buzzard, and I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm Oliver, Telperion, or Renastra on Twitter. And uh, so Oliver is our our special guest for today, so our uh, topic is all about doubles and uh, doubles players. And so, Oliver, you wanna tell us a little bit about like your, your history with like dance games? And sure. just going yeah, can, all the way I back? I can talk a little bit
1: about my history of music games. So, I think a lot of people know me as a doubles player of some sort, but depending on where you met me the first time, it's the different sort of doubles. Like, if you met me on the East Coast, you know me as an ITG doubles player. If you met me on the West Coast, I'm a 2DX doubles player as far as you're concerned. If you met me on the North Coast, like Chicagoland area or something, like, I play a lot of stuff, mods. So people there know me as like a mods player, but I definitely like, I got my start in the doubles theme and DDR doubles for sure. So I've been playing DDR for about nine years now, I think. So not as long as some people, but I've got a pretty decent history, I think. So what mix did you start with? I started, I started on Supernova 2 Arcade, which is, some people can say like, they stopped after Extreme, I don't, they barely even know that they continued the series after that, but. I when, I, when I started playing, X was new. We didn't have it yet, but they were doing their 10th anniversary thing. So, it's kind of wild. So, it's relatively late, I would
0: say. Yeah. Probably for... Well, now it's, now it's about
1: halfway through the lifespan of DDR, I think. It's, we're about 10 years back and 10 years forward. Think, yeah, so.
2: that's true. It's the rise of a new era.
0: The halfway point.
2: <laughs> do you I have do a that. favorite song from, like, from... DDR and then also for like Vimani in general. What was the oh song? What was
0: your noob song? What was your Daikin Kai
2: <laughs> of uh,
1: Supernova Two? Oh man, um, I think I, I think I avoided jumping on the Zephyr train. Oh, um, you were smarter than most. Uh, of Just just barely. I no, I I had I had good taste back then. Why not was my jam. <laughs>
0: yes. Why not so, so good? Yes. That's great.
1: That was one of my very first songs. Actually, it was like the most because of... back then I wasn't really familiar with like Japanese culture or anything. So I picked the one that sounded. Like, I, I like, understood the words, right? So I was like, okay, I'm gonna play this one. Oh, yeah. It, so. Did it influence your music taste at all? Um, it was very fast compared to a lot of the stuff that I listened to back then, so I guess I've, my music taste is sped up to accommodate it a little bit, but hmm. I don't know, I, I don't listen to a lot of hardcore now, I think it's, I prefer stuff like uh, tech dance, like a little bit of Eurobeat, I love progressive trance, I have a, I have a pretty wide taste, I think.
0: I noticed. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so, what about 2Dx? When did you start playing 2Dx? I started playing 2Dx shortly after I moved out here, which is about five years ago. So.
0: So you definitely it's... started with DDR, moved into other yep. things.
1: I was I was uh, I was solely a dance game player for a very long time.
0: All right, cool. Well, thanks yeah. for joining us today. I'm excited think, to be here. I think it's, uh, yeah, like I said, you're a great guest to have because uh, you're a big-time doubles player. <laughs> you're pretty active in the community. As, so.
1: as the big time ever goes,
0: right? As big time <laughs> ever goes, yeah. So, uh, as always, we want to start off a little bit with some news. Uh, so, there are some tournaments going on. Uh, lots of new tournaments springing up, as usual, which is pretty awesome. So, in, uh, at the round one in Taunton. Taunton? Is that how Taunton, I think so. Taunton in Massachusetts, August 12th. There's going to be a tournament there. So if you live in the Massachusetts area, you should definitely go check it out. Um, this is DDR
2: tournament, by the way. DDR
0: tournament, yeah, because it's at the round one. Yeah. And so definitely uh, go check that out. Um, and then we've mentioned this in the last two episodes, but Dave and Buster's Irvine, August 5th. Uh, we're all going to be there. So definitely uh, if you live in the Southwest or in California, you should go check it out. Are you go to Irvine? I might.
1: Cool. I haven't, haven't made plans yet, but I might. Fair enough.
0: There's a, a big caravan leaving uh, the San Francisco... <laughs> the Bay contingent, yes. Yeah, we're going to have a, a... Put up a picture of that round one bus. My ride is oh, here. Dude.
2: <laughs> I love those round one buses. They have round one buses in Japan that, like, pick you up from stations sometimes and like take you to a round one <laughs> which is the coolest thing in the universe are they like actually like round one charter buses yes or just, yes really Yes, so not round just one like logo. The,
0: the the like the logo passage on the side just looks like it, a regular it is, bus it
2: is painted entirely round uh, one and
0: it waits at round one and then it goes to the local train station yeah, i was yeah, going all there. the wrong round ones when i was in japan
2: i only yeah. found one of them and it was in uh in hokkaido that i uh, okay, okay. And, I, I saw one in chiba okay so basically like it was me and like one other like 60 year old japanese lady that was sitting on the bus and they're like you have to be going around one you can't just want to go to somewhere next to round one and i was like i'm going around
0: one like don't worry i didn't get to ride it unfortunately it was too It was like dark and shady and the guy in there did, like the driver did not look like he was happy so i did not board the bus but we'll have a bus not really I'm just really. kidding be cool it would be cool though. If anybody has a bus and they're leaving from the <laughs> Bay Area, let me know. I'll hop on. Uh, so, uh, in other news, uh, there's another sight reading tournament uh, coming up pretty soon. Well, no, this. Oh wait, which one? Oh, in, in Chinatown Fair. Or oh, no, it's already... that already happened. Yeah. That's uh, oh, okay. just recently. So these, happened, these yeah. are
2: some results. Yeah. That we here's should... some, so right.
0: there was a ITG sight reading tournament. Hopefully you went there. Uh, New York City, Chinatown Fair, Good right. Arcade. I've been there before. Uh, so it was Valix and uh, Justin Berkowitz's ninth pack. Uh, for the side reading pack, and first place was Spencer Lopez. Yep,
2: very good DDR player. Good. Uh, also a good ITG player,
0: as it turns out. Yeah, as it turns out.
2: Do you have? Any, you have? You've played uh, no. Justin's files a lot. Yeah. Yes. Uh, did you? He's... Did you see any of the files from the tournament, or?
0: Um, I haven't seen any yet,
1: other than the ones that I already knew about. Okay. But yeah,
2: they're all they're all very good. Like I love Valix's
1: files so much. He's got great music taste, and he is, does a lot of fun stuff with patterning that is. It depends on your taste, but I I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, do you know if he posted
0: it anywhere? I don't I think don't, I don't think he has yet, yet mm.
1: but I expect to see something within the next couple of weeks, like maybe a beta test, I don't know.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, if you guys are into ITG, definitely check it out. Second place was Tim Murphy. You guys know Tim? Yep, mm-hmm. Tim, kanji666, good friend of mine. And third place, Liam Greeley. Yeah, Liam, who's an uh, old school
2: player. Uh, well, like I remember playing with him in like 2007 in New York and uh yeah, he was like 12 at the time, I think. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. And he was, yeah. Or younger than that, I think. Anyway. That's ridiculous. I I think he's... uh, If it's the same Liam that I'm pretty sure that it is, then he's, like, continued through, which is uh, really cool to see.
0: Yeah, I love seeing that, too. Congratulations, guys. And then, uh, lastly, one more tournament shout-out. The Bubble Tea Invitational 2.5, which was here in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, hosted by none other than the two on the other side of the couch. (laughs) I went there. It was awesome. Uh, so Jeff did uh, Hojicha. You want to say what Hojicha stands Ho-ji-cha for? Hojicha was Hours of Jeff's
2: Incredibly Complex and Hilarious Arrows. And Bubble Tea, Hojicha's Sight, whatever.
0: Yeah. It's, and There's the, a pun. Oliver, so we try
1: to keep it in the theme, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, Oliver's Beach Blast. Yes, Beach Blast or Batite's Blast, depending on how you read it. So, oh, we should yes. we should uh, mention what sight-reading tournaments are for people who aren't familiar sure. with it. So Yeah,
1: so sight-reading tournaments like Valix's in New York and ours here are... We create charts to a set of songs that nobody knows about. Nobody has seen the charts. If you're entering, you have like, basically no knowledge of what you're going into. So you basically, you have to play the game. You have to rely on your raw skill and your adaptability to, like, you're not going to know what's going to be thrown at you. So you have to like, be able to react to stuff like a, a wide variety of patterns, whatever the person decides to like. It could be some crazy stuff like in Jeff's tournament. We were we were playing the final round, and suddenly I see trip machine evolution patterns, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't try to have enough DDR for this, but I caught on eventually. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think sight reading tournaments—it's exciting.
1: It's exciting. Are, it's
0: exciting. I, I did mention this in the tournaments episode, but I love sight reading tournaments because they're—it's like a really cool. You you should definitely go if there's one in your area because uh, not only is it just fun because you know the ch- charts are usually pretty lighthearted or or and it's also kind of like a cool creative exercise from the people that make it. But they're also just, it's just like a good way to be on a leving, level playing field with everyone because nobody's seen the charts before. Yeah. And so it's kind of a new experience for everybody. So, it's a nice shared right. experience. Yeah. So for the first tournament, uh, Jeff did the, so Jeff's tournament was like a, I don't know, how would you classify it? Like it was a, just like an, a standard, standard sight reading tournament. Standard so site reading tournament?
2: No no craziness, like charts or I didn't throw any mods or anything like Oliver did. Yeah. So it's just basic, your basic charts.
0: So first place was Chunka. It's Paul, who was uh, our guest last week.
2: He so happened to be in town for, uh, for the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, he ended up taking first. Very impressive.
0: Yeah, although not surprising, I have to say. <laughs> it was still very impressive. Those are hard charts. Yeah, it's... absolutely. Uh, second place, Zeterox. Yeah,
2: which, and he, uh, it, like, it was neck and neck between Paul and, uh, and Phil, Zeterox. Also, it's I think the archive's on our... Uh, it's on the Twitch stream. On still. the Twitch stream, oh, yeah. I think so uh, if you want to check out like how the finals went you can go check it out Um, it was on the SF Evolve Twitch account Um, twitch.tv
0: slash SF underscore Evolve yes check it
2: out Um, but but basically like Paul and Phil were neck and neck until the final song and then like and even in the final song they were neck and neck like Phil looked like he had it and then Paul came out on top so it was just like a really really exciting tournament to watch
0: yeah that was awesome Uh, and then third place was you Oliver Surprising, surprising to me, yeah. I <laughs> yeah.
1: barely passed the last song for frame of reference. Like, there's there's uh, pollen filler like way up here, and then I'm just like, I'm like, I walked off the pad and I was like,
0: everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and then fourth place was our producer Dalton.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dalton did not pass. Him. And I didn't even get to the last round. So uh, beach blast first place was Funga.
2: There's no collusion here, as many people want to I, say. I swear, he knew nothing.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I told my
2: other roommate, but not
0: So but for, not for Oliver's tournament, Oliver's tournament was a mods tournament. Yeah, so uh,
1: a little bit different from your traditional charts. Like, it, the, the arrows are not going to be following, like, your standard straight up and down patterns. It's like, they could be anywhere on the screen. There could be distractions of any sort flying around. You have honestly no idea what's going to happen. Like, in the first stage of this tournament... I had people play a mini game where you trace stars out by stepping on arrows in a sequence. So, and then their score on that mini game was added to their overall score for the round. So, nobody knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So they might have had an inkling that something weird was going to happen in one of the rounds, but they had no idea what. So I was just like, "Oh, I'll just tuck it at the first day. Just like let
0: them have some fun." So, Once again, it's just like it's a totally different skill that, that mm-hmm. it's exercising. Yep. How to... do you how do you practice for stuff like that? Do you just play other like you, you can play charts? other mods
1: charts if you want or. I think just being familiar with like you can you can play regular charts with the stock mods that are available in Stepmania and try things out that way. But So get used to like boost and yeah, wave and that sort of try thing. Try reading flip things in ways that are uncomfortable for you. Yeah. yeah. Flip, reverse a little bit of sudden or hidden sometimes. I don't But don't do it at the stuff. arcade because then you'll look like a you'll... Oh no, do it at like <laughs> if if you're if you're confident, do it at the arcade. That's true. Whenever you I can, see people can, do it, uh, I'm just like, Oh he's just trying to show I off. I lo- I love playing doubles <laughs> on flips sometimes just to show off like yeah, I am I, a bit of show-off sometimes. <laughs> so
2: flip, I, I let myself go. Can you, can you explain what Flip is? Cause...
1: Okay, so the, the mod that's known as Flip takes all of your arrows and reverses the order that they are horizontally. Right. So your left, on Single, your left column is now in the right slot, and your down column is now in the up slot. On Double, the whole field is reversed, so your left column, left pad is now in the right column, right pad slot. And then everything stacks their way around from there. So, Which on double is even, even it's it's a, crazy. It's, it's in, a little bit more complicated, but I, I know, I think it's easier on double, but I'm kind of weird about that. Wow. So,
0: All right. That's insane. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Well, once again, that's why we have you here. Uh, so, second place was Andy457, who was also popped into the I frame. Think, last I think it
1: time. surprised him a lot. Like He was very, very spooked by his result in the, in the fourth round. I think it was very surprised by how well he Wait, played, was
2: he so. second or was he third? He was second in the in Sight Rare yeah. Tournament? Yeah. I thought Steven was the second.
1: Oh, Stephen was second. Was okay.
0: second. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. we got a
1: little I might have reversed the order by so. it's been it's been a whole week. I forgot them.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, so yeah, Stephen was second. Yes. Andy four, five, seven, third place. They both did very well. Yes. Yeah. It's a great tournament. All right. So now on to the main topic. We're talking about doubles today. So first of all, like what in you guys in your experience, like what what is the draw to play doubles? Like why, what what's the challenge? Why why would I actually want to try starting out playing doubles?
1: So I think in. Every game where i started to play doubles is because I got dissatisfied with singles in some way. Like, I can tell you when I started 2DX doubles because I reached a wall in single. Like, a lot of people talk about the uh, 7th don on 2DX, which ends in the Safari, which is, has a very complicated role pattern that can stump some people for a long time. They're not very familiar with how to do that. There's no good way to practice for it and feel confident about it. Mm. So a lot of people reach that point and they're like, they get stuck there for a long time. But I was like, I'll just try the other mode and see how well I do and I realized that I really liked it and I started to play a lot more and things kind of spiraled a little bit out of control and I left singles all the way back in the dust and just I play doubles now in 2
0: So a new so, challenge and a, new challenge, a good so way, to a way to overcome a little bit of
1: mind stretching you get yeah you, you break through mental barriers a little bit easier too yeah that's that's so, a
0: that's a really important developing point, flexibility think. too what about you Jeff what's yeah. your draw to double
2: I think the flexibility comment is really really good it's I just remember playing Double at my arcade, like growing up. It was just, it was something new, and it helps you, like pattern recognition in any game is really, really important. And when you only have, let's say, four arrows in DDR, it's harder to, like, there's there's fewer kinds of new patterns that you have to uh, be exposed to. So you can kind of get like locked in or stuck in some ways. But on Double, like, not only are is there a whole nother pad, so there's like how you adapt going from side to side, but also a lot of the stuff in the center of things um, is really, especially in dance games, it's very, very important. So uh, figuring out like how to cross over, like in double, sometimes if you don't cross over, like you're screwed. And on single, that's less true. Like you can usually get away with it in a lot of instances. So uh, it does like open your mind and your feet up to the possibility of New and crazier kind of things, which can help accelerate your progress even in single. Like you can yeah. go back, take that. You're
1: fusing a to lot thing. more new neurons together. and yeah. yeah. making new connections. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. The draw to me, I think, is just the the more movement involved. Oh yeah. I think it's like, um, like a lot of times, like sometimes I'll play like stamina charts, like really hard stuff where I have to hold the bar. But a lot of times, I also like to play you know songs that are not as hard, where I can play it without the bar, mm-hmm. and just kind of like it, it's really fun to just kind of move around. You're you're twisting your body a lot more. You're not really. Uh, centered at the screen mm-hmm. quite as much and uh, that that's kind of the draw, the draw to me I yeah, think it's but, very
1: physically satisfying to be able to move back and forth and also be able to hit arrows in the same way
0: yeah so and, uh, that's and one
1: thing that drew me to it I think
0: yeah I think I think another thing too is like if you have a couple of favorite songs that you keep playing like yeah. over and over again yeah. the, yes. and you're getting like kind of tired of it you already played it on mirror and you already played <laughs> it on uh, you know, shuffle as or as whatever I need to change this up a little bit more so. <laughs> yeah you want to change it up a little bit more yeah. try the doubles chart so it's pretty cool. And it yeah. could be wildly different, too. Like, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of songs have
1: pretty different doubles charts than the singles charts are.
0: Yeah, that's so. absolutely true. So actually, on that topic, um, if I'm just starting out on doubles, I want to give it a try. I've, I've only played singles. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, like, you know, just breaking into expert. Um, what are some good charts to try? What are some good beginner, well, sort of like, you know, for a seasoned DDR right. person, someone who would watch this show uh, yeah. and wants to try doubles? What do you think?
1: So I think if you're if you're pretty well seasoned with single, like you can pass like a bunch of stuff on expert and you just want to ease in the double to start out, I would say something like holic expert would be a good starting point because it gets you used to moving from one pad to the other in a very comfortable way. Like You don't really have to face away from the screen a lot, but you can get used to moving your center of gravity from left to right, from right to left. So it eases you into that part of it. And you can play something like maybe jana jana is a very popular chart because that Gets you used to doing slightly more complicated crossovers at the same time.
0: Yeah. Also, so. both of these charts are available on Extreme Machines too. If yeah. you have one nearby, so, so you don't necessarily need to start on Ace, which is nice. Yeah. A lot of
1: Extreme songs are also really good for people starting on doubles because they they use a lot of eighth note rhythms, which you don't have to think about hitting notes on time so much as you do just keeping a steady pace and moving back and forth. Yeah. Because definitely the movement is the hardest part of learning how to learning doubles at,
0: at first, I think. So what, um, Frums on Twitter uh, asked us, what, which doubles chart has your favorite patterns to play? Like your favorite, Ooh. you know, collection of patterns. That's
1: so, that's so difficult.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I, well okay. I, do, I do
1: have, I do have one that's been kind of, I've, I've really been enjoying lately, which is, I, I think, kind of an a hidden gem in ddr Ace's song list. Um, Electric Dance System Music by Yuichi Overground. Mm. I feel like people kinda of gloss over it because it's like it's the background music for the game in certain parts like the select screens and stuff. But the the patterns in the expert chart, it's a 13, so it's not like the easiest thing in the world, but there's a wide variety of stuff going on. There's you've got crossovers of every shape, you've got laterals, you've got some interesting center patterns where you have to like you go this way and you have to keep that, but also so it's like center center up. Center, center, down. Center, center, up. Center, center, down. Hmm. Which is something you would never see on single, right? Because it's impossible. So that's been one of my favorites lately. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, so if you're on Ace, I guess that's a yeah. that's a good one to try. I would recommend that. One. Um, Kono
2: Princess is also oh my oh, god, really
0: really good and really
2: hard. If you're, it's not, if you're not
1: really a starter one,
0: but. It's, no, no, it's
2: definitely not a starter. But I think those patterns are some of my favorite. Those like, are in just answering the question. I think <laughs> right. it has yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the coolest patterns. Yeah. Um, basically. It is really like it. It kind of blows your mind the first time you see it in terms of how to how you can move from across the center, because you basically are kind of like backwards. Like you're crossed over, and you have to do stuff, and then like make it to the other side, and then it kind of repeats yeah. the other way. It's not a straightforward like oh, I'm going to be facing forward as I'm crossing between the pads. Right. It's like you are actually backwards, and that's how you're supposed to do it. It's crazy. That's great. Yeah shiny, oh, shiny world one. is also yeah. really good yeah oh yeah reference. that has that's the same it has like a bunch of like left and right arrows but just like on two pads mm-hmm. there's so it's it's doing a lot of like like whipping your foot like from one right arrow to the other right arrow while you're sort of anchored on the yeah. left or something so yeah that's a cool chart too yeah and like, for
1: the and for the old school players uh suguru expert is actually kind of fun and the, there's a part in the middle where it's just the eighth notes and you do uh, a pattern that crosses between pads but you face away from the screen for about half of it, and it all flows together really nicely, and it's very satisfying when you do it right. Nice. So
0: yeah, that's, that's a, a cool also one, another interesting one. Oh god, <laughs> <Dalton> says, <laughs> well, we, we might talk show. about Moonlight Shadow yeah. later. Yeah, we we have a we're going to talk about patterns and stuff in a little bit too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, uh, kind of want to talk about like, if I'm if I'm if I watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, like what are some who are some good players? Mm. That I could watch. It's uh, good to to kind have, of get to have models
1: and examples. Yeah, yeah I
0: think yeah. so too. Like, um, so there's like pretty diverse crowd of uh, good doubles players. So um, in Japan, there's Takasuke. Yeah. Right? So do you want to talk about Takasuke's style? A yeah, bit? sure. I mean, so Takasuke might be the best
2: player in the world who still plays on his toes. I think that, that might be <laughs> it a, is a very important
1: distinction. I yeah. think
2: that's a fair. I mean, he's also an incredible player, but oh, just yeah. like the fact that he plays on his toes so frequently. And like with such grace that I can't do, I get oh my gosh, too tired. It's,
1: it's gorgeous to just watch him play. Like
2: um, I think we have a video of him playing uh, over the period, challenge double, which is a nineteen. It's one of the hardest charts in the game, and he like I I looked at him playing it and thought, okay, like that doesn't seem too bad. And then I tried it and failed at like, with, like, 150k. Like,
1: that's so beginning those, of the oh song. Oh, my gosh. The first patterns in the center, like, the crossovers are so fast.
2: Yeah, and yet he, like, executes them yeah. with ease. And so I'm just, like, blown away at how good it's this wild. guy is. And yeah. he's also just, like, a legendary player from way back in the day. He's just kept playing, uh, you know, for, through all these years. He's mm-hmm. very, uh, and a very respectable guy, very nice. I, I got to meet him at KSC this year. <laughs> nice. And he's just, like, uh, I mean... He's super nice. Like, that's, well, a lot of players are, but uh, especially Takasuke.
0: That's awesome. So, is it not common for doubles players to play on their toes, then?
2: I think there's there's a certain... Um, sometimes, when like, for me personally, when I'm doing a more complex pattern or if I'm, like, really whipping my body back and forth, I might go on my toes just to, like, really focus on, like, getting over rather than where my heel is. But in general, uh, I think... A lot of people play, like, in some sort of flat-footed sense, at least, like, having your heel on the down arrow. Like, that's almost universal. Like, even if you play double or whatever, like, a lot of people just use their heel on the down arrow, always. Yeah. And Tkoska doesn't.
1: (laughs) It's like, you have to expend so much more energy to use your toes on the down arrows as well as all the other arrows. Like, a lot of people play on their heels just because it's a little bit easier to do that. Yeah. I guess you also might lose a little bit of precision, but it's the trade-off for, for me is not that much
0: yeah, yeah i think but <clears throat> once again it's like you know moving a lot faster yeah. i think you have to kind of do it sometimes
1: a lot faster and a lot more
0: yeah yeah so speaking of styles well, there's also uh Ffems from korea yeah. which uh like is very very well known player yeah one of the best in the world by
2: far yeah he, he he's um in terms of scoring
0: he's probably the best doubles player in the world
2: he's also just one of the best he plays second at ksc so one of the best players in the world he's pretty good yeah he's pretty good <laughs> pretty um decent. And, uh, yeah, he is so surprising. Like, he, it, he, even on single, it's the same way, but he just executes flawlessly. Like, he, uh, he doesn't have the same sort of, uh, toe style as Takasuke, but he just, he has the exact amount of movement that's necessary to get to an arrow, and no more, no less. Like, he always, it's just, it's incredible to see him, uh, like, because a lot, I think, like, for players like me and Chris, like, we're very good at single, but, uh, like, I haven't PFC to 17 on double. And, uh, you know, Fafems has proven that he can be one of the top uh, singles players, as well as the top doubles players. Like, he just flows between both. He also plays a bunch of pumps, so uh, he's, like, one of the best players at that, most too. People, so most just, people know
1: him through pump, I think. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So he's just, But then he came over to DDR, and now everybody's just, like, shaken up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so good. There were so many, almost, I would say, like, he PSC'd half of the 18 folder on Double, like, in the first month or two of having access to Ace in Korea for the first time. Or, uh, 2014 at that time. Yeah. But, uh, like, so many things were just, like, unachievable. And he's like, hold my beer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, huge, huge respect for him. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So, but his playstyle, did you mention about how he, the way he holds the bar? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think we can go into playstyles a little
2: bit, uh, in the future. Um, but, he just has a very, like, rigid playstyle, and but somehow still moves. Like, I I still can't really comprehend it. Like, he's, he has his hands on the bar at the same places every time. I've sort of, like, tried to figure out if I should... Like, if there's a bunch of stuff happening on one side, if I kind of, like, shift my weight over and kind of grab the bar in a different way and then, uh, like, kind of execute there and then shuffle back over... Um, but he is, he's is very rigid, and hmm. uh, I think that helps him be more accurate. I think I can learn a lot from, from his style of play.
0: That's interesting, yeah. You should check out some videos of, of him playing on YouTube yeah. if you want to get some inspiration yes. for yes. getting into doubles. Um, here in, in America, we have T-Swag. Um, yeah,
1: so Tom Prager, T-Swag, as he likes to go by, is, I, I think, a very proficient American doubles player. He's got a really good balance of being able to perform well on hard stuff as well as people at time slightly easier stuff. So there's a bunch of there's a bunch of American players that are really good at DDR, uh Paranoia Boy, Zadarox, Windu, are all up there on the scoreboards, but I think T Swag has a really good balance of stuff. And that I don't if you remember Project Idola from the past year, he placed fourth in that. And I think that really demonstrates how good he is at the game. I don't think there's a whole lot of videos of him playing DDR specifically, but I wish he'd make more because It'd be cool to see like more American players play like, yeah. double at a high level, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like there is not enough. It'd be nice to you guys. Once you guys get good at doubles, you guys yes. uh, should make some videos for us, yes, and yes, yes. we'll we'll play you on uh, the arrow Um So, how has doubles changed over the years? So we were talking about like some of these original charts, like Jana Jana and uh, you know and stuff. So like, what? It, it ha- has the skill ceiling also gotten much higher? Like it has with singles. I think the skill ceiling
1: has gotten way higher. Like a lot of the, like the old doubles, like from Extreme and previous, like that capped out. I think the hardest chart from Extreme is uh Legend of Max, or maybe Paranoia Survivor Max. It's kind of still between those two.
2: Legend of Max is much harder than yeah. SMO. It,
1: it took me a long time to pass the Legend of Max. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so a pretty hard. hard sixteen. Yeah, but yeah, no, like the. The amount of different things that the, the 18s and the high, the high 18s and 19s do these days is just, like, miles above that. And maybe even a higher difference than it is for single, even.
0: So what, what kind of stuff are they throwing at you now? They,
1: they have... it's no holds barred, no bars held, <laughs> on just ridiculous amounts of movement, like complicated rhythms. They, they used to kind of keep the rhythms a little simpler on double. So you could concentrate more on the movement, I think, but now I think they, they still do they still do a little bit, but I think they're they're less restricting them of themselves I yeah think. I
0: think I think they used to be afraid of people getting hurt, and now <laughs> yeah. I think they they're just don't like because <laughs> <laughs> I remember <Screw> you guys <laughs> one thing I remember very clearly was um when you used to be able to make edits on a uh-huh. PlayStation memory card, right they disallowed you from uh placing a note where there was like two. Uh, notes on like opposite sides really? of the pads. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like a, a the editor like actually yeah, yeah, restricted yeah. you from doing that. Wow. And so I, I have a feeling like maybe they, they even, internally, Konami had like a, a, a similar guideline it's like, nothing crazy like, like that, and so, I, I don't know, I feel that, like that they- That limits you a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it does. And I think like, it wasn't until, at least personally, it wasn't until ITG came mm-hmm. out did I realize, oh yeah, people can actually do fun stuff like this and not get hurt terribly so maybe right. Konami was wrong about that but uh... it seems like they've seen the light now
1: when you have I don't know any, any good examples you should mention
0: well uh, I mean
2: I think it's 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 interesting this, the skill ceiling definitely has kind of progressed in the same way on single as it has in double uh, and double went through a sort of similar period of like weird chart stuff that happened like where the charts mm-hmm. were getting really really hard but kind of unreasonably so <laughs> yeah. in like the x and x2 time frame like you look at possession challenge double mm-hmm. and that chart doesn't like it doesn't flow in a meaningful way like it's you have like runs happening just like on the single uh on one pad and then it like quickly switches to the other and then back to the other and it's like not it doesn't it doesn't have a really good sense of flow yeah but the problem is that Charts that have problems like that in flow are magnified a thousand times on double. Like, with single, like, okay, May Challenge has, like, a bunch of laterals that you have to, you know, twist your body and do crazy stuff at 200 BPM. Like, but that's, it's still kind of doable. And obviously people have PFC'd it. Like, it's, it, 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 people recovered from it. But right. on double, you can't recover in the same way. Like, if there are crazy, like, crossovers that make you go from, like, one side to the other in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. then people are, are going to have a bad time. Like, it doesn't... Oh, yeah. it, doesn't ha- yeah. it it doesn't, The
0: problems are just so much worse in that sense. So speaking of, like, stuff like that, patterns is another thing that we want to talk about. Because, like, mm-hmm. people are pretty familiar with... Uh, I think people who play singles a lot, they're pretty familiar with all kinds of different singles patterns, crossovers, Scoobies, candles, whatnot. But there's kind of, like, a whole new set of patterns to learn for, for doubles. Yeah. And so, like, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was, like, you know things that look like a certain pattern on single that we're familiar with are actually like completely different. Yeah. On doubles.
2: I think a good example of that would be like your basic uh, transition from pad to pad. Right. So for example, if you have uh, maybe I'll do it. I don't know how to, <laughs> how to do it. I mean, so if you have like left down right, and then you need to get to the other side, then you kind of hold. What was that? Left on the other pad, then down and Right. right. So you're sort of like. You're doing two crossovers, but you're kind of facing the like facing forward for most of it, so it doesn't feel like the same kind of crossover and it do- it resolves in a much different way than it does on single like on single, you usually have like a crossover and then you just come right back but on double like crossovers are used almost exclusively for like transitioning between pads. It's one of the the primary ways of getting from one side to the other mm-hmm. just based on how the pad configuration right. is, is Right. Anything-
1: a- yeah. And there's a, like, I think the the biggest difference between single and double patterns is the patterns that revolve around the center two arrows, because there's a lot of stuff that you can do with those. Um, I think one good example is uh, Horatio Expert has a lot of center-oriented patterns. You have, like, up-center, center, center, up-center, center, center, up, and down-center, center, center, down-center, center, center, down-center, center, center. oh my god, down-center, center, (laughs) down-center, center, down center center center, down See, like, see, it's hard to do it with my hands, not my feet. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then... Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can do with the center two arrows that just, like, doesn't happen on a single at all. So people that start on double are not going to be as familiar with how to transition back and forth or even stay in the center
2: for a lot of that. Yeah. So that's actually a really good point. So, uh, for example, when you have, like, uh, a pattern that kind of, like, you're you're kind of standing on the center panels and you kind of go, like, back and forth like that. Like, normally when you have, like, a right and a down arrow, that's yeah. just, like, you're facing... You hit right and then down. And that's easy. Mm-hmm. But because your left foot is actually on the right arrow of the 1P pad, it's actually a crossover. Right. So it's it's that kind of, like, cool, like that's one of the draws for me for Double. Like, the, the patterning is just so much different. Things, and like you said, like, things that look like something you're very familiar with are actually totally different because fundamentally you're almost backwards by yeah. having your left foot on the right arrow and your right foot on the left arrow as like your default starting position on, on double. Yeah. Which is, yeah. it, it totally like, you know, kind of blows the gate open of what's possible and, and what you have to react to.
0: Yeah, it's yep. kind of a random question though, but have you ever seen a chart where you had to bracket the center arrows the left, the right arrow on one player. And no, right, I don't
1: think. I don't think there's any of those yet. Seems uh, like there it could be. happen.
0: I mean,
2: yeah. there's if we want to go down to B for you voltage special. Like, yeah, <laughs> that that has. Uh, I don't know if we can get a, a picture of that up. Right. So basically, you have it's ridiculous. You have you're on one pad and you do a sort of like crossover pattern, and then with your foot, that's like your your foot was on the down arrow on one pad has to like whip all the way around and bracket a jump on the other <laughs> pad. Like in the most, it, it's like the most ridiculous chart that but I've they, ever seen They tried Double. to
1: make it ridiculous.
0: Yeah. At like, one point your foot is just traveling at like right. hundred miles an hour. Yeah, it yeah it's like jump. there was an effort. Like, so they tried very hard.
2: On, on the subject of Idola, uh, the, yeah. the tournament that happened last year, so I was in Double for a little while um, and I people were submitting songs and like there was a random process to get a song picked and that would be a part of the gauntlet that people had to play. And at one point I looked at the songs people picked and, like, six people picked b for You Voltage Special. And I was like, <laughs> like, how bad could it be? And I was like, oh, God, please. I hope this doesn't come up. I hope this doesn't come up. Oh, my God. And I think it did come up. And <laughs> oh. I think I got, like, a 994 on it or a 992 on it. Like, that's, I did that's not still full extremely combo. extremely good. I didn't, but I could side. never full combo it. I tried yeah. it so many times and I could never get it. And I saw a video of Takasuke or someone doing uh, getting a PFC on of Old special, and I was just like,
0: <laughs> Mind blowing, like, it was the craziest thing, just
2: effortlessly. Oh, and man. you have to do it tw- you, sh- you have to do it twice in a row, so it goes. Yeah. So you don't even get like a chance to rest after the first one. You have to like switch your feet over to the other side and then do it again. Oh my god, Konami, why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so speaking of crazy patterns, there's also uh, there's another pattern on come to life challenge. Where you have to like switch your feet with a staircase run. Yeah. So it's it, is it's that's kind of similar to B for you Voltage Special, right?
2: Well, it's it's much more common than like B for you Voltage Special. I think is like an outlier and that that's like very right, unique yeah. pattern. Yeah. But uh, this sort of staircase pattern is very common in uh, different charts. Where basically you're on uh, like in in this like sort of flow from left to right. It also can go from right to left. But you sort of do like one two three four and then you'd have to sort of like switch your foot a little like you your left foot has to sort of like cross your right foot to get to the left yeah. arrow on the other side yeah so you sort of have to like like I do a little like hop skip kind
1: yep. of thing I like, to, I like to think that it's like a replacement like your right foot is here and now your left foot is here and Which, your right foot is gone it doesn't
0: really look like you have to do that because if you if you're looking at the pattern it's kind of like it looks like a continuous pattern right so yeah you know, that, a that, player, it's very deceptive yeah in that it's sense. deceptive like you have you're to be able used to, to alternating it, yeah.
2: especially because the first half of it and like the second half if you look at them in isolation they are exactly the same patterns as you would do on singles like you know left down up right you're going to do it the exact same way yep and then it's only when you have to be like oh shit i have to be over there now that you're like oh okay now i have to sort of like do this hop skip and jump to get over there and then again it's the same as singles on the other side right so yeah
1: the tightness of movement going through the center in that direction like it's it's one continuous line with, like, the, you're, you're just a little off, but, like, you have to do that replacement with your foot. Like, that's one of the drawbacks of the double patterns, It's like, we talked about, like, all the exciting things that happen with the two center arrows. Well, that's one that's not.
2: Yeah, <laughs> because, again, it's, yeah. it's not, yeah. like, doubles is backwards, fundamentally. So right. normally, like, when you, if you think about it, the fact that you're doing a singles pattern normally on one side actually means that you're kind of, like, doing a crossover on double. Oh because your right foot on the right arrow... That's actually not normally what happens. It's supposed to be your left foot on the right arrow. Yeah. So you have to sort of like correct and do crazy maneuver
0: to get to like fix that in a sense. Do doubles you
1: guys... is the dual of singles. That's an interesting mathematical concept
0: there. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Do you guys like uh, read a little bit slower on doubles yes. because of these uh, these patterns where you <laughs> start on the right foot? Well, I read slow in general on doubles because
1: I, I play no bar mostly. So it's hard for me to like react to patterns that are very fast. Mm-hmm. If I I got to be able to move my center of gravity at... Yeah. A moment's notice, right. So I typically read like maybe seventy five percent as fast as most people would read.
0: Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, I that's my experience too. If I think if you're just starting out in doubles, I would recommend reading quite a bit slower yeah. than yes. you normally do. Maybe a whole X or, or
2: I read a half speed slower as a general rule. Yeah. Like between a half and point two five. Um but like, I'm trying to boost that up a little bit, but yeah, definitely starting out, I'd say, like, at least 1x right. lower than you normally would, if you do use the speed line.
1: Yeah, and it's not as much of a, de- a detriment as you might expect, because because you are, all the arrows happening on, like, as, like, twice as many columns, the chart that you see won't be as dense, so it's not like you really have to worry about, like, the arrows getting all bunched up so you can't tell which one comes next. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, that's an advantage of reading yeah. doubles, I guess. And it kind of makes you better at reading in general. I,
1: I think, think so, yeah.
0: Um, so, like physically, we want to mm-hmm. talk about like the physical aspect of doubles too, um, because like we said, we you move a lot more. So, are there? Do you have any like uh, strategies for conserving energy or anything like that? I, I think
1: a lot of a lot of doubles movement comes from the core, like the the middle third of your
0: body. So, so if you work, have like a work on your
1: core. Yeah. So, like keep your keep your torso. <laughs> a lot of crunches are nice. Yes. <laughs> but like keep your keep your torso mostly facing the screen if you can and let's let the lower half of your body twist and that'll help you that'll help you keep more balance as well like be like feel free like if you're playing no bar like feel free to like let your arms fall across your body as you move back and forth like that'll help you keep your balance as well if you're I, i don't really play with bar so much so let's like jeff or you can speak to that as well but
2: i mean i yeah i play with bar i think it's uh the physicality of it is obviously you're moving a lot more so it's easier to get winded um so like Mm -hmm. keeping your stamina up in general like like i can do 18s and 19s on single and a lot of times i sweat like the exact same amount by playing a 16 on double uh and so like getting used to like whipping your body around like i'm i'm using the bar a lot for that like i remember playing idola challenge on double and that is a 17 and oh my god that it's, is hard.
1: It's pretty mean, and it's remember. got like
2: you know, twelfth note runs going across the pad. And I actually am not good enough yet to, like, have that kind of. You need a lot more arm strength, I think, to like really Definitely. be able to like keep yourself stable while you have to like travel across the pads. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a whole nother ball game, I think. There's um, there's a lot of like that core work and your kind <laughs> of arm work that you need to keep up on double, uh, especially. For like, obviously, for the harder echelon things. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, bar. So like, if we want to go more into like bar holding, uh, if you if if I'm used to playing with the bar, Mm -hmm. and uh, I want to play like really hard stuff, um, any like, should I should I be using a towel? Do do you have a towel on both sides? Yeah, I don't have. Are you moving your hands? I can't use a towel. Really inconvenient.
2: Yeah, like the kind of the draw. I I use a towel normally on single, but like because. Both of my hands are on the towel at once. They sort of like it doesn't slip on either side.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um,
2: but on, I have to throw my towel like on the center of the machine when I play on double.
1: You have to throw in a towel. Uh,
2: yes, <laughs> I, I, really just should because <laughs> I'm very bad at double. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I'm basically holding like you know like the bars. Okay, hey, we have a nice visual oh, right okay, here. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So like I'm kind of holding like right here uh, on both sides and in then the center. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Like.
1: Wait in the center. center. In, the,
2: in the center of the two pads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not I'm not holding That's here. Right. In the yes. Yeah. So I think uh,
1: it's center oriented for the doubles configuration. Right. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So and then uh, like I'm kind of and I, I talked about this earlier a little bit, but I'm trying to figure out myself like what makes the most sense in terms of like because sometimes I'm like holding it here and then there's like no I know there's a big pattern coming up on this side so maybe I like kind of shift over a little bit and like. Because the more centered you are, the more it's, like, single. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a lot of stuff happening on that one side and you don't have to transition over or very quickly, then you sort of can, like, leverage... I'm trying to, like, leverage all the single prowess on double yeah. in that one specific instance. But that does mean that I have to correct when I start going to the other side. And so I sort of have to, like, shimmy my hand down and, uh, and then do the same thing on the other side. But uh, that doesn't always work. Just playing a <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll play over the period, no bar. Which people have done in past, and passed. And I don't know how, like, because
1: uh, it's extremely hard to move your body that fast when yeah. you don't have anything to help help pull it along, you know?
2: I, I actually, I'm going to interject this whole conversation with just a, a thought that, like, doubles players don't get enough credit. Like, this is, yeah. it's, I, I, I think it's so easy, at least for me as, like, a primarily singles player to forget about how much work it takes to actually be really good at doubles. And so like just shout outs to all the cool doubles players out there. Like this is like it is so hard. I would have to dedicate like s- so many hours to getting at that level and I don't know if I could ever get there. Like it's just so it's, it's so impressive and I don't I, I don't but I don't like watch doubles that much or anything, but when I do it's like wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well on the topic of bar holding too, I kind of want to bring up the um some there's holding the bar kind of Causes some patterns to be pretty uncomfortable like especially when you have to, you sure. know, like like a crossover like a back foot crossover Yeah, yeah, like while you're holding to the bar So do you do you let go of one hand while you do that or is, do you have any any tips for that? So one of my biggest problems
2: like for singles uh, Letting go of the bar sometimes is good. Uh, I know Chris does it for slowdowns a lot and uh, I've experimented with it for doing like really crazy crossovers or something but the problem with, at least for me on double, is if I let go of this, like if I'm over here on this left pad and I let go of this bar, I don't know where it is anymore. <laughs> it's and like, I so
1: find this again. It's
2: really actually hard. Like sometimes I'm like, you know, grasping an empty space, trying to like get my get my hand back on the bar to, to start to go to the other side. So for me, it's like I can't let go of the bar on double. Like if I do, it's it's game over. Oh, I, I'm gonna have a bad time. <laughs> but yeah, like basically the back crossover like you're talking about. Is basically like a um like. If you imagine you were on the left side left pad and you're sort of doing like right, up, left, like you're sort of like at that point, since one of your arms is on the right pad, you are like totally backwards and yeah. like you really have to make sure your heel is on that mm-hmm. arrow because you're sort of like already you're you're pulling yourself back towards the center. So you have to like really go against that to hit that left arrow on the left side. Yeah. And uh like I was watching Fafems earlier and that was uh Really, really... He does that, like, effortlessly. I would watch him if you... Don't, don't <laughs> listen to me. Let's look at the <laughs> thumbs. Just look at the thumbs. He knows how to do it. Uh,
0: so, moving on, actually, we, I kind of sure. want to talk a little bit more about uh, the culture of doubles playing in, in Japan versus in, in sure. the U.S. Um, so, I feel like in the U.S., doubles is not very popular. Would you say it's more popular in Japan? Yes. It is more popular in Japan? Absolutely. Why do you think that is? Um, so, from the beginning,
2: uh, Japan... Like, with more arcades came more competition. And so I think what happened was arcades were a lot more incentivized to turn on joint premium or doubles premium, which is basically um, being able to play double for the same price that you would play single. Um, so a lot of arcades were like, look, come come play at us. It's only a $1 dollar or a hundred yen to play mm-hmm. doubles as well. And that was a big incentive to, to oh, it's like not even any more money. I can just start to play double. Um, and a lot of games like 2DX are like that by default. There's no concept they are now, of, yes. Uh,
1: were they not? They used, to, they used to be, it used to also be a setting in 2DX where you oh, had to really? two credits for doubles. Wow. But I okay. got into it just after they changed that. So,
2: what, Do you know when that's, what style that was? Uh, I want to say Spada, I think is when really? Changed it. Really? Yeah. It's pretty I, recent. Wow. I didn't know that. I thought, it'd been, I thought it's been in, maybe, I'm, well, there's more 2DX yeah. machines in Japan, right. so it's easier to like see everyone playing double over there. Yeah. But I remember growing up, uh, none of the machines that I ever played on uh, had double premium enabled. So, it's like, well, I could play a dollar for three songs and then get extra stage and then maybe get, uh, you know, one more extra stage and five songs for a dollar. That's a good deal. Yeah. And, or I could play, like, maybe two songs on double because I picked a song I don't know how hard it is and I failed. And that's two dollars. And I'm just like...
1: The risk is too high. Yeah. It's like yeah. nobody's going to try it.
2: Yeah. So, I think that sort of created this culture of uh, of not caring so much about double and really keeping the focus on single, like all the tournaments became about single, and uh, especially, I think, when ITG came out, the focus, like, becoming more on the harder echelon of things, uh, like, that wasn't, um, like, doubles doesn't necessarily translate in the same way. Like, the hard stuff on double is much different than the hard stuff on single. So a lot of, whereas I think a lot of doubles starts on DDR, especially, like, Extreme Era, are very, like, fun and casual and whatever. Like, I never played ITG double because... It was it was supposed to be hard in the same way that single was hard, but it didn't flow the same way, and so I just like completely didn't have any interest. And even in DDR, sometimes the harder songs don't really flow that right, well. Yeah. Um, but you you play a little bit more ITG double, maybe you can speak to that.
1: I got I got into the ITG scene also after like, well after the era of officials was mostly over. So I don't know how much I can speak to that. But the officials that I have played are. I tend to like the ones that like had a, a specific idea that they were going for. Like, I like reactor doubles,
0: doubles
1: <laughs> because you can tell they like they wanted to try out the patterns that you were talking about earlier. Like the there's something on this pad, now there's something on this pad. Now everything's far apart, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of stretching. Yeah. So that's exciting to me. Also, uh, disconnected disco bears mentioning because <laughs> of course a lot of a lot of hand plants are in that. Yeah. Chart, and it's a lot of fun to play that. So it's really really funny. But yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of the charts really weren't that exciting for in, in their own merits mm-hmm. so but you, you think it's
0: different now, like now i it's... think
1: now that now that we've moved into the custom scene and people have a little bit more control over what kind of stuff they want to see in the chart yeah i think people are taking taking doing more experiments taking more risks and trying to like they see what works and what doesn't what people have fun playing and i think we've come a long way since then
0: yes. yeah, yeah totally so actually uh Fraxtel in the chat is asking yeah. if uh pad quality has played a role at all in uh, United States versus Japan popularity of doubles.
2: Yeah, I actually, that's a really good point that yeah. I think I overlooked. Um, like, a lot of times, I think, at least on my arcades that I was growing up in, like, one side was the good side. Yeah, and you'd oh, be yeah. lucky
0: to find at least one good side. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. So,
2: yeah, getting two good sides, like, don't yeah. press your luck there, pal. Like, it's true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, whereas, again, the more competition in Japan and, you know, just they had, like, more access to parts and support and stuff like that better so, education
1: about the machines
2: as well exactly yeah like yeah. I mean all the machines in the America were second hand for a right. long time not all of them but a significant portion of them yeah. so it's like yeah this thing needs a new sensor it's like well I don't know where to get that
0: so yeah. no <laughs> um, so hopefully now that we have like white cabs the, the new DDR ace cabs in, in the US hope, like that could be that could solve that problem potentially yeah, for I, a little while
2: I definitely played so I know for a fact round one almost, almost all the round ones have double premium enabled, mm-hmm. and a lot of Dave and Buster's do. Not all. I know it's, it's kind of like contentious. Some people, some some organ like or some uh, like franchise chain, like that that instance of the franchise. What yeah. What's it called? A I, fran- I don't know. I don't know. It's
1: well, not, it's some stores store like, it, it, like it's not universally yeah. formalized yet. Yeah. yeah, it's still a setting that can be changed by the specific arcade. Which yeah. I've
0: heard. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that um, specific establishments like Dave and Buster's. If you find that. Like, they have, like, a a global setting, apparently. Yeah, like, yeah, it's supposed to
2: be, like, a doc that you can, that all the techs can look at and make sure the settings reflect the same. Yeah,
0: so if in your area you have, like, one Dave & Buster's that has doubles premium, but another one doesn't, there's a good chance that maybe the official doc says that doubles premium is supposed to be enabled. So inform (laughs) your tech, maybe, that... Yeah, yeah, and Dave &
2: Buster's, I think, because Mark Hansen now works there, and he was, like, pushing for doubles premium to be enabled everywhere okay and yes. so i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like that and the same thing for round one mm-hmm. but like i think concord doesn't have double right
1: yeah i, I think it
2: or does it now i'm not
1: sure but okay. I, I know like it's not the reset value for it so it's if if the machine becomes like if, if the machine gets reset at all like the techs aren't going to know off the bat oh right. it should be set back to joint premium oh, which yeah. is why yeah you so. just
0: if you want to get started playing doubles and uh maybe it's too expensive for you inform the tech uh, yeah. ask him if they're supposed to know if it's supposed to be doubles premium. or yeah. not.
2: So. But do it, do it nicely. Yeah, yeah. Get them on your side. But
0: I kind of miss the days where doubles used to be for rich people only. You can really show <laughs> show off your wealth I,
2: by playing. I, got, I, I like when I was growing up. I limited myself to like one or two games of double. Like this is this better be a good one as I'm like dumping tokens into the machine. <laughs> but like, people
0: are watching. Yeah, like, people are watching. Right. they like, wow, he's kind of money bags money over bag? here for one game. <laughs> yeah, put up. Yeah, a, oh yeah put on tip pad. Yeah.
2: Or if I oh if I ever found a credit in the machine was that's doubles. When, that's oh, when yeah. I would play double. I'm already paying for one anyway, this one's free. Yep. So
0: ladies and gentlemen, you should do that. If you find a credit in the machine, Take try, a double. try do doubles. Try doubles. Take yeah. a chance. Yeah. So Zanzibar on Twitter is asking, how how do we actually get people to play doubles? How do we get more people to play doubles? So I think like doubles premium, for instance, is mm-hmm. a yeah, yeah, really yeah. good way. And, uh, cab maintenance, maybe these new DRH yes. cabs that we have now. So, is so there the anything stage, else? For
1: sure. I think lead by example. Play more doubles yourself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. people will see how fun it is and then they'll play too. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, yeah. more education yeah. about it. I mean, this is one of the yeah. reasons we're doing this episode. It's kind of bringing yeah. light to something that is usually overlooked, uh, especially in the competitive scene. But, yeah. a lot of people play double and they're like, I don't really know what to play. I don't know what's good. Some yeah. charts are, again, wildly different. So, you might have really fun, you know, a lot of fun playing one chart and, you know, you played the same thing on double and it's like, oh, that wasn't fun at all. So yeah. finding the gems in the rough right. sometimes is yeah. uh, is challenging. So that's how you can help out each other with uh, by being yeah. friends and sharing yeah. information. And yeah. now
0: with like YouTube and stuff too, you can actually see the charts before you play mm-hmm. it. Totally. Play it on StepMania, although I don't really know how to play StepMania on the keyboard. <laughs> it's doubles. it's a little tricky. Do you know so,
1: do you do that often? Yeah, I so I do write doubles charts to custom songs of my own sometimes and I have a, I have my keys all mapped out to an index setup so I can play it as if I have two feet and I'm tracing all the patterns on the pad. Just as normal but it's it took a lot of work to like figure out how to set that up and then to remember how to play it so I wasn't missing notes all the time and getting wandering off
2: right So yeah, that's what I think my problem is I like yeah. I lose track of I'm hitting a it's, key but it's, it took a lot of that practice. key
1: <laughs> yeah wrong yeah yeah doubles keyboard with only eight keys left on it just mutilate your keyboard just take everything off how and... much do you care about doubles <laughs> But yeah uh, back to the topic of like getting more people to play doubles yeah. like even if you can not play harder stuff like make sure to play some easy songs just like like pop off on like break free by ariana Grande if you
0: like it's, it's yeah it's, oh, so you know, fun. Actually, it's so fun speaking of actually speaking like, that's really good speaking of like opportunities to play songs you know that like that you normally wouldn't play like that a lot of times i'll skip over songs because it's like too easy you know uh, it's a 10 there's no harder yeah. chart but now like if i'm starting on doubles 10 is probably like my where my skill level is. Exactly, yeah. So and you get so, another another crack at it. it. It comes
1: back to being like something that's at your level. Yeah. So.
0: I had that experience with 2DX mm-hmm. uh, too. It's like now suddenly I can play a lot of the easy songs that I skipped over. There wasn't charts for it.
1: And there's a lot of good easy songs that don't have higher charts in 2DX. Yeah. So definitely worth it.
0: Yeah, so try some easy ones. Uh, they're, and they're fun too because like I said, you don't have to hold on to the bar. You can move around a lot. You can yeah, twist. Yeah. So Yeah. Speaking of twisting, I also kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of twisting, I also want to talk about uh, Pump It Up, actually, Ooh, um, because yeah. I think uh, primarily our audience is mostly DDR, but there's like a big difference in doubles on DDR versus doubles on Pump It Up. Uh, so have you played like much Pump Doubles? I play a little bit of Pump It Up double, not as much as I do
1: uh, eight-panel configurations, but ten-panel is a lot of fun because you instead of having the two center arrows, which are Really centered, and the only way to get across the pads is like you've got to do something maybe not very comfortable with them. Yeah, pump has four center arrows, and there's a lot of different patterns that arise through that, and you can do a whole lot of much more comfortable and high, like lots of variety.
0: Yeah, so, in, in fact, like pump it up even had a mode for a while. Was, yeah, they it have it had centers a, a
1: half doubles mode where yeah. you, you just discard the four out, outer arrows. And you're only playing with, like, that hexagon that's in the middle.
0: Which is actually a good so. way to get started on doubles. Oh, yeah. Because I, definitely. Because you don't have to move around yeah. quite as much, and the patterns are a little bit It simpler. becomes like its own, like, kind of
1: single mode, but you're playing with both pads, so...
0: That's still a category in Prime 2, right? Yeah. You can choose half
2: doubles.
1: I, I don't remember. Yep, yeah. it's.
2: I think it's, like, purple uh, purple charts, like, in the backgrounds, of the, uh, of yeah. the, like, behind the difficulty number. Mm, I think purple okay. is half double.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's, you know, that's something that I wish DDR did, that oh, uh, yeah. Up didn't do, so... For those of you that haven't played much Pump It Up, uh, you can actually switch between doubles and singles mid-game uh, by simply selecting a doubles chart. You don't actually have to mm-hmm. start the game as a doubles game. Yeah, which is really a cool idea. And I wish DDR it's so convenient. Had that. Yeah. I think that that may be one of the reasons why I play doubles on Pump It Up a lot more than yeah. on DDR. I
2: mean, I just think it's it's pump on Pump. It does seem like the focus is on double more than on single. Right. Yeah. I would say the reverse is true in DDR and ITG. Um, so, it is, it's really, really cool to, like, because they, they, they were, they've never held anything back on double. Oh, my uh, yeah. So, Absolutely. it's, it's always been, that that's actually the hardest, like, spectrum of things is on double. Yeah, Whereas right. on DDR, it's always been, like, well, you can play the hardest stuff on single, or you can play the hardest stuff on double. They've been, like, single and double are intertwined and pump Yeah. In a very, like, unique way. Yeah,
0: typically, in the pump it up tournaments that I've seen, Towards the end of the tournament, like mm-hmm. in the final rounds, it's they're all doubles charts. Yeah, yes. that's what
2: WPF does. I yeah. think, Yeah, right? the official yeah. tournaments also do that. So. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the tournaments that you might have seen come from the WPF rule set. Yeah,
1: they often follow that same format. But it, yeah, it's total mastery of the game. Like single and double are not separate modes. It's like you need to be good at the entire game or perform a pump. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: and there's Which, just I think so it's many. a great attitude to have. Yeah, there's so many cool patterns that you can do oh, yeah. with the full... Like I, there's just runs. I can't. I can't actually <laughs> do them. I can do a lot of stuff in on pump double but I can't do runs that just have the four arrows, the four center arrows, (laughs) and, like, I just lose my place. But that's, like, the most critical skill. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um,
0: It's almost kind of like a a guessing game for me. I'll just kind of (laughs) I'll just... Wherever my foot is, I'm just like, all right, put the foot down now, and then, like, 50... (laughs) It's like, I'll be right or I'll be wrong, but I'm going to keep moving. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a 50-50 chance, and then I'm like, "Mm, like, ooh, I got that one. (laughs) I I
1: vividly remember playing uh, Mobius Strip D14, which has a very... uh, A significant... Or center arrow pattern in it.
0: Oh yeah. Until
1: I could full combo it, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna get comfortable with these patterns. But
0: yeah. yeah. So actually, in my opinion, I do think that pump it up doubles is way more fun than DDR doubles. I agree. Doubles. So if you guys are near a pump it up machine, I think you should give it a try. Yes. Especially since there's not so much of an investment as there is in DDR. You right. Can, you can just save it for your last song if yeah. you want. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I mean, like, there's DDR has a lot to offer with doubles too, especially ITG. Yes. So. <laughs> Um, so there's, oh, the, speaking of, like, uh, getting people to play DDR, there, there's a little bit, I noticed at, at Dave & Buster's here in the Bay Area, there's a little bit of a stigma with, uh, uh doubles players because of, I think it's mostly because of the wait times for waiting to play yeah, DDR, so, yeah. like, there's a, I know, personally, like, I, I'm, every game, because there's such a long line, every game is always going to be, like, a versus game so that everybody gets a chance to play, and when I want to play doubles, I, I kind of feel like I don't want to hold up the line yeah. by, uh, you know, doing that. So what what yeah. should be our official <laughs> statement about this, this I mean, problem?
2: So you got to be able to let other players play the game the way they want to play it. Some yeah. people play doubles, and that's like that needs to be respected. I, right. I, there's a lot of shade that gets thrown around <laughs> at doubles players for like, oh, like, oh, they're, they're playing double the when they're... Yeah, they're hogging. Yeah. Like, it's just a different way of playing the game. Right. Like, yeah. it's part of the game. It's a mode that you can pick. If especially if it's ex- like if it's a if it's not joint premium, if it, you have to pay twice, you're paying for both sides. You
1: should get to enjoy both
2: sides. I mean, I don't think that like I should be able to sa- stand on right. one side on play single and then put another credit and let it fail and be like, no, I don't want to play with anyone. Like, <laughs> it's just like don't be shitty about things, right? Like, yeah. if someone wants to play double, like let them play double. Uh, if you are one of those players that likes playing double and you notice there's a huge line and you could play single maybe choose single instead and try to go with someone yeah. get the line to speed up it's it's a two-way street like you can't be mad at people for the way they want to play the game and you should also just be mindful of how you're playing the game and how that might affect others right
1: i would definitely mention that if you are here to, if like if you are at the arcade to play double that you don't interject yourself into the single line and play versus with somebody at the same time because yeah. then you're kind of double dipping and it's oh yeah definitely don't nice do that yeah. that's not yeah. yeah you're
2: not like yeah
1: cuz every now and then that happens and i'm just like <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're just kind of hogging the machine now. So. Yeah, I can yeah. see
1: that.
0: Yeah, so maybe if you're like with your friends or something, right? Or if you're if there's not a big line, it's good. But yeah, I think personally, I I wouldn't. I'm not holding grudges against people wanting to play doubles because yeah. I think hope not. Like you said, it's a way to enjoy the game, and yeah, everybody's there to enjoy the game. Exactly. exactly. Just chill out. Yeah. It's cool. Um. So what if i What if I if there is a big line at the arcade? Uh, is there a way I could practice doubles at home? I know a lot of people have like pads, but. Most people don't have like two pads, uh, and playing soft pads. I think. Oh my god! I fun. used to try that. <laughs> the oh pads god. Just go like, <laughs> yes. Instantly,
1: yeah, it's so fast. Like I had mine duct taped together, and then I just ripped them because like the, the the sideways pressure from having those <laughs> yeah. go back and forth is just too much for those things to handle.
0: Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what's a good way to practice at home? I guess we, we already talked a little bit about like playing with Stepmania. Stepmania is a good way to do it. Do you think watching YouTube videos is, is a good way? I, to I do, do that mostly. I
1: used to watch YouTube videos in Ghost as
2: well. So I, I just kind of like tap on my legs and like. Yeah. left leg is left side and right leg is the other side and exactly. sort of like move over that way. Um, it's it's a lot harder, unfortunately, to try to practice mm-hmm. double at home. Um, but it's still, it's possible. It just takes a little bit more work.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I, I think uh, we're going to wrap up with a little bit of Q&A. So if you guys have any questions, tweet at us. Uh, we're at sf underscore evolved or post in the chat or you can comment on Facebook. I don't know if anyone's checking that. but um, <laughs> Let us know if you have any questions or if you uh, want to share your experience with doubles or if you, wanna, uh, if you have any words of inspiration for getting people onto doubles. Um, let us know. Um, we do have uh, Azurian in the chat uh, asked about uh, doubles tournaments in the U.S. Do you hear about Ooh. them very often? How often do you see doubles tournaments?
1: There are not a lot of doubles tournaments in America. I think one of the main series for doubles tournaments is the Rumble in the Prairie series that happens in a couple hours south of Chicago. We hold a doubles ITG tournament about twice a year. So It's called Rumble in the Prairie? Rumble in the Prairie is the series, yep. Because it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest, so they're just yeah. like, we'll, we'll call it after that. So, so do you do doubles and singles, or is it mostly... There are, there are multiple events there, yeah. We have a a singles event, a couples event, a doubles event, and a mods event. Some some permutation of those, usually. Oh, great. So, But the doubles event is... The pack is constructed from a bunch of community charts that go through some vetting process over the course of the, the six-month period between like fall and spring. And then people can... It's usually a gauntlet format from that. People pick songs and throw them into a hat and then one or two are selected and everybody plays a song and bottom amount of scores get cut. So, yeah, that's that's the most major example that I can think of. I know other, I heard of a double tournament on Ace in Seattle that happened recently. I think it was a small affair, but it was nice to hear that something like that was happening, right?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Because there's
1: a lot of good doubles content in Ace that I think it would be really fun to hold a
0: tournament on sometime.
2: Yeah, okay, So. so it
0: is happening. Yeah, it's a lot be of cool. times
2: it's just like playing on uh, playing at the arcade like the time complexity of double is actually a huge right. problem yeah. yeah. like a lot of times what we like to do is uh, double elimination mm-hmm. uh, some sort of like you know bracket for like an NCAA style bracket where you can have two people head to head and on versus it's really easy you have two people play the same song better score wins but when you have to like you only one person can be playing at a time, especially uh, mo- most places only have one machine. Right. So it's much harder to sort of like orchestrate. and That's why a gauntlet. A format... gauntlet
1: format is really convenient for that. Sort yeah. Of
2: thing. So it's it's just. Like, it's actually a lot more work, I think, to make a doubles tournament, which makes them a little bit rare. Yeah. Uh, I would Actually, more than a little bit rare. They're, they're it's a lot
1: incoming. of work. There's, like, a little bit less of a crowd, too, like, there's not as many doubles which players. Which is
0: good, I think, because then you, yeah. you, you can't put two people against each other at the same time. So, so. it kind of balances itself out that way, but yeah. Yeah, there's
1: less of a demand for it as well.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, so host a doubles tournament. Yeah, We'd like make to see demand. It. Yeah, yeah, make <laughs> demand. Let's <laughs> see it. Um, Rumble the Prairie, though, I didn't know about that. So, like, yeah. what time of the
1: year is that about? So they hold one in the the fall quarter, and then they hold one in the spring quarter. The spring one is the series that I usually attend. It's around Easter time frame.
0: Is there like a Facebook page or something
1: that uh, people Um, could? I think DDR the so it's actually held at UIUC in Urbana-Champaign. And I think DDR Aligny, which is the student club that is responsible for hosting it and running it, has their own Facebook page. So I think they will post about events there. But yeah, there's usually a Facebook event for each tournament. Uh, iteration that happens
0: cool yeah if you're in the Midwest uh, check so it out definitely check it out lots
1: there's of cool people there
0: probably there's probably posts on uh, DDR ITG and the mm-hmm. DDR players yeah. uh, yep. Facebook group so check it out um, so question from uh, Lord Nikon on Twitter doubles on other games uh, such as keyboard mania true, <laughs> that. so I know you were saying you play doubles on 2dx but, I have not uh, played
1: doubles on keyboard mania yeah I have really played hard, piano right? before <laughs> I actually Piano. Classically what? trained in piano. Which,
0: which game is that? I know, right? It's nostalgia. Sure. That, that? It's like nostalgia. Yeah, it's just like oh, you okay. drag your hand across and <laughs> things happen. Right? So. so, what about you, Jeff? Have you played doubles on anything not besides dancing games? What
2: else is? I mean, Keyboard Mania is one. Uh, most games are single player, I guess. Like Sound Voltex, Gitadora, Poppin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: um, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know what other.
1: They're, they're, they require a versus mode in general to have a double mode because you have to have two, yeah. two yeah. a duplicate controller, right? Yeah,
0: really, Keyboard Mania is the only one I can think of. Yeah. And I don't think any of us have really tried Keyboard Mania that much.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I tried playing double, and I was like, yeah, yeah like, it can't be that hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how to play the piano, so it's, that's, talk about getting
0: lost. Even if you
1: know, like, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: yeah, totally. Uh,
0: so we got a question from Xanath on uh, Twitter. He asked mm-hmm. if uh, doubles is better for freestyle for sure Ooh, absolutely yes. yeah
2: yep. uh not that many people freestyle anymore but uh if you are interested in seeing some doubles freestyles uh look up the pandasan team uh they're uh they won wpf the, the freestyle tournament uh at wpf yep. and they just have the absolute cutest routines and everything's on double yep. um
1: in general pump has a very even still has a very strong scene for freestyle yeah, yeah. A couple of the freestyles happen on single charts, if the like there's no
0: Yeah. I don't think there's any well, restrictions on what so
1: you can choose. But
0: I uh, just wanted to mention for people who don't know, uh Pump It Up actually has like ca- well, classically, I don't know if they do this anymore, but there's sort of a division between uh freestyle charts, which are normally like really easy doubles charts, and then nightmare, which is like mm-hmm. the like stamina of difficult charts. I yeah.
1: think the names have been taken out, but the distinction is still there. Yeah somewhere in the in the difficulty selection menu? Maybe the color-coded too?
2: No, well, the problem is, like, they moved everything over to just being, like, double is, like, the green background stuff. Right. And they are now free to make any number of doubles charts that they yeah. want. It right. used to be that there were five difficulties in uh, in Pump. I think it was Normal, Hard, Crazy. Those mm-hmm. were singles difficulties. Mm-hmm. And then Freestyle and Nightmare were uh, doubles difficulties. Right, so right. they really had to, like, shoehorn things into those categories like, freestyle was obviously very easy, like you said, and Nightmare was on the harder side of things. Yeah. So now they now they can actually create a doubles strat that's like, a doubles 10, and it wouldn't have fit in really either category, right. but right. it yeah. actually is a way to ramp up on on double on pump.
0: Yeah. So usually, like, the doubles 5 or 4 is going to be, like, Typically a like like freestyling kind of, yeah. yeah.
2: There's yeah. also a freestyle, There's the blue one is freestyle, yeah. like, there's actually a freestyle, like, uh, class of charts, um, which I, are very easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on which which version of pump you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zanzibar on Twitter is asking about the worst doubles chart and why is it Kuros' expert? Ooh. <laughs> Do you know Kuros? just I, talk- I don't. Oh no, it, it was Chikara that you were talking about. Yeah, Chikada is a little a little special. Okay, so
2: the the <laughs> I'm surprised we actually didn't talk about this. The worst doubles <laughs> chart is probably Rescue Me, right? Rescue Me is.
1: I, I think if if I were to if I were to pick a worst doubles chart, it would probably be Rescue Me. <laughs> and the interesting thing about that is, I think. They had a plan in mind when they wrote Rescue Me, there is, there is a theme throughout the chart where you have one foot on one arrow, and you reach across like an up or a down, and then you have to swivel very fast and hit the other one. And then they, they, they kind of ease you into it through the first half, and then in the second half they introduce freezes to make you do it. Hmm. But it was, it, was a cu- it was a cool idea, but it really didn't work out that well, and you just kind of had a mess. On eight arrows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. A mess on eight arrows.
1: Yeah. That's the theme of this Definitely, definitely, burn. Definitely not something
2: I would try to sight read ever again. But <laughs> I only had to do that once. Yeah. So. wonder if there's anything really excruciating bad besides that. Uh, any
0: RTG any charts with hands that you can think of? Where they were really going ham on hands?
2: Oh, uh, I can't think. I mean, I didn't really play ITG double that much. But so you like Disconnected Disco. That was I love hands. Disconnected Disco. And those, like, that's, but, it's but cute, that, right? It's, but like... It's not like, like Rescue okay. Me is in like, such a different class of yeah. like just
0: dumb garbage that you oh, don't want to play. I remember the last time we played Disconnected Disco on doubles. <laughs> it was uh, at a party and everybody was <laughs> oh my drunk. Gosh. So that's a fun- Kids, try don't to, try this at home. Yeah. Don't try this at home, but ever, if everybody's drunk, put on Disconnected Disco on your local machine. I, I played <laughs> Disconnected Disco
1: on double expert. I passed with around 60%. You
2: had exactly 60%. A, a exact 60 I, like, I Oh, sorry. You a, said. A space round 60%. It was exactly.
1: <laughs> I was so impressed with myself because I was very drunk. But it was very impressive. I didn't hurt myself, actually.
2: Yeah, I think a rite of passage is falling off the <laughs> dance pad at least once while it's you're learning. Gonna it's going to happen. You're going to fall off. If there's people around, they might laugh. It is just a rite of passage. Yeah. Then you get like you get to be in the club. To still break like, your ankle. Everyone who uh, yeah. who made the same mistake in the years prior. I did it on I've done yeah. it on single, but oh, I, yeah. it's happened more often on double. You fell off on single. Yeah, I, I was playing Rhythm and Police like <laughs> twelve years ago when oh, I gosh. fell off. Yeah. Two don't know. twelve. Well, twelve.
1: That's a long ago. Well,
0: how yeah. did that happen?
2: Well, as there's crossovers, right? And I just do, 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 do. You just overshot it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about like keeping myself in the center back then. It was just tippy toes, yeah.
0: just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, I want to I kinda of wanted to mention that when you were talking about trying to find the bar after I oh, yeah. go. I <laughs> oh, feel like God. That's, that would be an opportunity to fall off. Absolutely. Like, there's like a moment where you have to tr- cross over to the next pad and you're like, ah. Yeah.
2: So if you're ever confused, just listen to the DDR MegaMix uh <laughs> instruction. It says, Oh no, sorry. uh yeah, yes, Megamix, Megamix yeah. right? Don't fall off. Don't yeah. fall off. I think actually Extreme Plus says the same thing. Extreme Plus also says it. Yes.
0: In case you're curious about the, uh, the warning screen on Extreme, that, and what it says, it's in Japanese. It's, yeah, it there's tons of, It off. just
2: says don't fall off. That's all it says. That's
0: all you have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yep. that's, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. So I wanted to thank you for watching, and...
2: Thank, thank you for playing. playing.